art is a way to illuminate society. Mm. And, and how I take that is it's a chance for us to pause in a singular frame, in a singular moment. And wouldn't that be so lovely to pause in our chaotic city and have these conversations about what's happening around us, but using art, it seemed like magic in my mind. Hello, beautiful humans of planet Earth. My name is Darius Bashar, and you are tuned in to the Create Therefore podcast. This is a podcast where I basically find the most awesome artists, creators, and innovators I know. We pick their brains. I want to know their creative origin stories. And I also hopefully want to dive in to their creative beliefs. Before we jump into some questions, here's a little bit of context, a little bit of background on her. Parle is a multimedia artist and painter, as well as the founder and creative director of a new immersive art experience called Anda. Creativity and artistry found Parle early as she started tapping into her heart through poetry at a very young age. But as the eldest child of immigrant parents, she felt the pressure to undertake a responsible career. After many career shifts into business, real estate, and technology, she made a courageous shift in her personal life that led to a massive change in destiny. Parle called off her wedding. This choice was a personal breakthrough, which was the beginning of her journey into the artists we know today. Since then, she co-owned a photography studio, sold paintings, and birthed this awesome, unique artist residency that's about to kick off this weekend. These are just a few creations of our next guest, Parle Bansell. Parle, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. What a really lovely introduction. Uh, That's a pretty solid summary of my life right there. <laughs> yeah? What's it, what's it feel like to, to hear it recited like that? Well, it sounded very poetic when in actuality it's very sloppy. <laughs> really? Right? Emotions are never clean. Right. I found art and creativity through emotions, and uh, they were my solace, my saviors. And it sounds very elegant, and it always is in retrospect. Yeah. Right? So. Well, that's the, some of the messy stuff is what I want to jump into. Yeah. I myself also come from a family of immigrants, and I want to know what the, the concept of artist meant in your household when you were growing up. Hmm. I mean, it started when I was pretty young, you know, just singing the magic school bus at full volume <laughs> as a five-year-old when I should have, in fact, been doing my multiplication tables. I, I call myself a fusion baby. And from a very young age, my values were misaligned from what I saw in the world and what I saw at home were very different. My Indian roots, the Canadian culture I was brought up in and the people I, you know, I'd see myself at school with. And... As I'm getting older, I have to unlearn and reprogram. My wedding was a great example of unlearning and reprogramming. Um, and it really forced me to look in the mirror and be like, hey, what are your values and how are you going to make your decisions by them? But also, what is the narrative that you're embedding into your system as a result of your values and your decisions? Because I, I, I would always feel so much friction. Mm -hmm. Between those two cultures. Between my values and my actions mm. or what I had to say in situations. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Oh my gosh. This was like the ultimate dilemma. I think since I was a kid, I wanted to save the world. And so I was like, mom, I think it's impossible for me to be a firefighter and paramedic and a police officer. Is it possible? 
And that was like my dilemma that I presented to my mom pretty frequently. What was her answer? I don't know. She was so immigrant that she just probably brushed me off a little bit being like, you'll figure it out or maybe you should be a doctor. Sounds appropriate. Not to diminish my mom. I love her. But she didn't know. She was young and she just moved to Canada. So like as an adult, I have a lot of respect for my mom but in like how she was then. But as a kid, I just like, you know, it's different. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar conversation with my little sister. She's 15. So there's a massive mm-hmm. age difference between us. And I jumped on the phone with her and she just jumped right in. She doesn't have any small talk ability. She just <laughs> get right into the stuff. And she was telling, I want to do badminton and I want to do boxing and I want to do mixed martial arts and I want to maybe do, look into like astronomy and I want to do this and I want to do that. And like adults, Darius was, you can't do all that stuff. You got to focus. You got to. And I'm like, why would you tell a young, impressionable light like that? Don't do things. And it, it's true. It's such a shame to like banish that curiosity or to not throw more light onto it. Or, you know, I wonder, cause like, as I wonder about like how to raise future children, I'm like, how do you really encourage and support kids to be their most curious selves, but also help foster the path forward so that they're actually able to execute on something. It's, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. People think you can only be one. Like a lot. Of, I've, I've heard a lot of elder artists tell me that you focus on one medium. And I'm like, I love writing. I love painting. I love, you know, I love crafting. And why, why do I have to focus on one? And I think that's a false myth. And, and it's just about allocating a little bit of space or enough space to each to feel full. I want us to take a minute. Just I want to hear from you what Anda is, Mm. where it came from, what inspired you to birth it and bring it to life. Yeah, Yeah. well, Anda was uh, birthed out of frustration. I got evicted from my paint studio at the same time that I left my job. And uh, it was one of those moments like really really now that I have all the time I can't do my craft or I can't enjoy my creative side and I got really sad and I was like wow coming from the real estate industry uh, in so many capacities that I've, I've been in and seen I see all of these blank spaces like these spaces that sit idle and that just like through gasoline on my fury. And so by spaces, you mean um, actual real estate properties? Actual real estate spaces that just sit vacant, just vacant and like withering before they do whatever they're going to do. Maybe gut and run away or maybe totally knock it down and redevelop it. And, and that just felt like someone was really pressing into a wound, like me not having space to paint, but also my kind of work sphere knowing that all these spaces exist. So I, uh, out of total emotional desire I literally birthed Anda at a womb retreat where I'm like oh my gosh it seems obvious in retrospect but in that moment it didn't I came to this idea where it's like I know people that have vacant spaces I am an artist I am going to bring these worlds together and literally through this womb retreat I was given the exact steps that I need to take who to call what to say all the things and I came home And that same day I called those people and instantly was engaged. People were happy to hear from me. They wanted to, they were thrilled at the idea of contributing to the creative 
community and, and gaining that cultural capital. And another layer on top of that, I was like, you know, it started to grow in my mind. And I was like, wow, I really want to talk about urban issues. The city's changing so drastically. And these real estate spaces, these spaces are so evident of that change. So that kind of started to grow as a baby would grow. You know, this idea grew into a conversation about urbanism and using art as a vehicle, as a medium to relay different perspectives and different opinions about what's happening in our city. A really beautiful quote that I'm absolutely paraphrasing here, Julia Cameron quote again, where she talks about how art is a way to illuminate society. Mm. And, And how I take that is it's a chance for us to pause in a singular frame, in a singular moment. And wouldn't that be so lovely to pause in our chaotic city and have these conversations about what's happening around us, but using art, it seemed like magic in my mind. It was magic. It is magic because <laughs> I have goosebumps in my whole body. And in my head, I'm thinking the reason I invited you mm. to this podcast, one of the reasons when we were going on our walk yeah. last weekend, you talked about what art is. I was like, damn i love that Mm. it's a it's a it's a it's an opportunity to pause on that moment so what can people expect from the the event this weekend like you show up what like so you guys you have you've taken over this home that's about to be demolished yeah you've got a one month lease i think yeah we have a a 30 day window which we're there it gets demolished next weekend and it's three stories it's a small little one story bungalow one story at bathurst and eglinton forest hill an area that's drastically changing with the lrt coming in and the neighborhood it's like big house big house big house little house Mm. i wonder which house is ours right and it's a way for us to engage with the community. So we actually have invited all the neighbors to come over tomorrow night, Thursday night for our op- private opening. And they have told us so many stories about their neighborhood and are so thrilled that someone cares enough to do something for their community. And it, from the conversations we've had, it's been such a gift to them. And that's exactly what the intention of And is. We want it to be a gift we're guests in a community and we want to provide something. So what can you expect? You can expect all your senses to be evoked, like every single one of your senses. We have everything from storytelling through objects to braided dandelions, dandelion tea and soup and broth, and all of it locally sourced from that neighborhood, from the fields of that neighborhood. Wow. To projected maps to audio sensory visual experiences there's a band there on saturday night we have a musical performance we have multiple performances spoken word acoustic bass really soft basement gym you know poetic love style and really honoring the transition the community is going through right now being present in that space I want to shift gears a little bit. Thank you for for explaining that. Uh, As someone who's bought tickets to the event, I'm so stoked (laughs) now. I want to jump into your creative process, Mm -hmm. if you have one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people might not. I've never met anyone that doesn't, but I want to be open to that. What role does 
structure versus flow play in your creative process? God, that's such a hard question. (laughs) The reason why it's so hard is because I'm still dancing with the two. I've recognized when I was a child, I used to bring, uh, as a kid, a paper and a pen into my parents' bathroom with me because when I showered, I would come up with poetic ideas and poems and I literally squish myself in the corner of the shower so my paper doesn't get wet and I would write out a poem and it would happen in one fellow swoop and it would be just exactly what I wanted to say and I forgot about that for so many years and over the last year as I've come deeper into my body I've 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 remembered 20 years ago what I used to do and I now, now my phone's waterproof, so I could take it into the shower with me. But I literally t- leave my phone right next to my shower. It's like lightning striking. And I just type frantically on my phone, upset by all those water drops that are inhibiting my text from going through effectively. It, it happens frequently. The shower is the most consistent place. The second would be when I'm driving. Or if I'm not listening to earphones and I'm walking, I've realized I get lightning strikes of ideas intermittently throughout my day if I allow myself to pay attention. How do you do that? How do you allow yourself to pay attention? There's like some sort of soft quietness and it doesn't have to be quiet, but it's like my mind is able to go on a walk with me, but it's not walking me. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So it's it's quieting through soft supportive noise. Yeah. And then bam, things hit you. What is the most stifling thing to your creative process? Hmm. Not journaling. And not journaling and not having conversations like this. It's really easy to get for me to get swept away in the busyness and the chaos. And when I take a shower to take a shower and I'm hurrying or when I push through things for function, not for, not for form and not for, not for the moment, that's really hindering on me. And I I find that when I'm not journaling is a really strong indication of when I'm not really being present with myself. What's your practice around journaling? I, love to need to want to journal at least once a day the best times for me to journal I think are right before bed or when I when I wake up but primarily before bed is always a nice time to reflect on the day share my gratitudes and when I share my gratitudes it's pretty easy to start manifesting great things for myself Mm. and for others around me and when I can steal a nugget of time in the afternoon I will do that and turn off my phone and check out. But I find those moments, well, especially now as we're launching Anda, like I find those moments few and far between, which is obviously not preferred, but I get it. Yeah. Can you share something about your creative process that would surprise us? Hmm. Something about my creative process that would surprise you. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I'll, I'll just start rambling and maybe something great will come. <laughs> One is that I, I free write a lot and that's not surprising. I think a lot of people free write. And what I find when I free write a lot is that I repeat myself a lot. And when I start free writing over time, 
really amazing ideas come out. Actually, I'm just thinking about this now. This is really nice. It's asking me to like (laughs) dig into my process when I don't think about it so consciously. But when I free write in different spaces, free write at a bar, at a restaurant, at a bus stop, I notice there's subtle hints of my environment that come through my free writing. I don't know if that's so, so like unique. I think for me, creativity, a lot has to do with sharing and caring. I make a lot of cards, handwritten cards. I either make them or like find really individual cards. And I find that when I start expressing myself and my feelings about others to them and for them, it's like a massage for my creative self. It lets me like unwind and it, it gets me excited. It gets me excited that this person is going to read all of these glorious words and all of these feelings that I feel for them. And it's like, oh, it's like a, it's like an exhale. And now I get to inhale something that's totally different and unexpected. What about your creative beliefs? And what I mean by creative beliefs are, why are you creating? Is that like, you're just good at it. You like it. You make money from it. Or is there some deeper purpose connected to you and creation? Yeah. I notice when I don't create, and maybe other creators or artists resonate with this, but I notice when I don't create, I literally feel like I have been oppressed or suppressed. And I, I, I feel like I'm about to explode. Like, you know, just like you're in, in something that's squeezing you. And when I don't paint or when I don't write, I literally feel like I'm about to explode. Hmm. And it's almost like all this pent up energy or ideas that need to live outwards of myself. I believe that everybody's creative. I truly do. I mean, I, I, I always come back to like a child or my child self, but let's use just a child as an example and how smart kids actually are and like how how curious they are, the weird questions they ask. And like, but they're not weird at all. They're so uninhibited. And I think when we allow all of ourselves to be present, you know, our child self, our creative self, I think we spoke about this, the, the group of yous that make you you. <laughs> I call it the cosmic family. The cosmic family. When you allow all of you to be present, so many things want to come out and creativity is just, it's just like one of the lovelier ways for it to come out and it to be composed or not composed, you know, but to come out in a, in a particular format. Some people run or exercise, but there's something about creativity. It's about making something and it's about seeing the start to finish or close to finish. Mm. And that, that feels cathartic in a way. Which one of these terms resonates most with you artist creator innovator creator okay do you believe you are a creator i do want to go deep a little deeper with this one okay yeah as a creator what is your biggest insecurity about yourself This is that mess, right? That intro was poetic. Well, perhaps, you know, to to really go to the root of it, perhaps not worthy to create those experiences for other people. Why? Well, I think it, it coming kind of 
back to what we spoke about before, but like what gives me the the authority, let's call it, or the permission to create for or for other people. So that makes me really want to create with other people because I'm scared of creating for other people. And I think it comes down to unworthiness. Like, yeah, who am I to say this is what you need or this is how it should be? I, I don't feel like I want to be or maybe I don't feel believe I, I should be an authority or the one navigating. I struggle even to call myself a founder, like the founder of Anda. And what one thing that I've received a compliment on from and from one of the artists in residence in Anda is that she's like, I've never been in an artistic or creative space like this before. I've never worked with so many people of multiple mediums in such in, in such an environment. And it made me think and it made me laugh actually it's like you know i don't know any of the rules like i don't know how traditional infrastructure of creative communities functions and i'm like maybe that's the best part maybe mm. the best part is that i have no traditional backing and so i don't feel hindered by what should be and i just do what feels right and as a result these artists and in residence uh, from what I under, what what I feel and what they've shared with me is that they feel comfortable and expansive in this space because this is something so ad hoc, so unique, and that they do really feel like they have a hand to mold it. It's been amazing so far, and I think you're you're in that hard area. So this could be really fun. It's just going to be a couple of questions that you're. I'm going to read you the first part of the sentence, and then you're just going to finish the sentence with whatever is there. Okay. Okay. My secret weapon as a creator is acrylic paint. <laughs> Give me context. <laughs> um, I love throwing paint on my canvas. Like I literally don't use a paintbrush. I use I go to the hardware store and I buy all these like cool little things that I don't know how they work and I grab paint and I literally create through movement and weird objects that are functional in some form, but I don't know how. Feelings are my power. I believe everyone has a gift and everyone's voice matters and one person can save the world. <laughs> when I grow up, I don't think I'll ever grow up and I really hope I don't. Because I think my inner child should be hanging out with me all day, every day. Yes, <laughs> me too. Can I? Can I? That's my answer too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> humanity's greatest challenge is overcoming the hurdle to be vulnerable and feeling the emotions now, while you feel them, to be with them. Humanity's greatest gift is mm. hugs, smiles, bright eyes, touch, laughter, presence. Those things can cheer me up on any day. Just hearing you yeah. list them cheered me up. Yeah. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for opening your gigantic heart this was really fun. I learned a bunch about you and 
I'm walking away inspired and I can't wait for this weekend. I had an amazing time too. This was such a luxurious journey to explore myself through you and you through me. This was like, this was a really nice gift. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, folks, we'll catch you next time and I'll report back and let you know how Parl's uh, event went. I'm sure it's (laughs) going to be a riot. Peace.